What up, bro? Fill me in. What happened to this nigga out there? Got knocked out like a little bitch. Nigga, I told you ain't no real superhero, nigga. Man, fuck y'all. This is my dream, nigga. I'm gonna put some respect on my name. Batman, chill out, man. We just trying to help you, bro. Nah, man. Fuck this nigga. Keep your rich ass in the house. Tired of your bullshit, Superman. What's up, nigga? Square. This nigga, stay down before I knock you the fuck down, nigga. This ain't what you want. Oh, God, then I'll kill you. Nigga, fuck Gothlin. Nigga, do something. <laughs> fuck, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, shit. I the prince of podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, the sultan of slits, the godfather of gash. The three-time, three-time, three-time West Virginia Podcasters Association Man of the Year on the three-time West Virginia Podcasters Association Podcast of the Year. That's right. Episode 106 of the world's greatest podcast, Pillow Fort Radio slash the Don Blankenship Experience. <laughs> As always, I'm joined by the Sentient Mountain the great uncle of the Hamburglar, the sure white Samoan, <laughs> uh, the first black man ever to ice skate backwards down the Kanawha River, former intercontinental champion, Vanilla Gorilla. That's old Chucky Tater Sacks over there. I'd also like to get Allegheny Gorilla. <laughs> Allegheny Gorilla. Yeah. What about the the. The uh, nightmare of the new river. Or maybe <laughs> Allegheny Ape. Who Allegheny Ape? That's not. Yeah. Bad. I forgot to let everybody know that I am the genetic jackhammer. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, the Allegheny Ape, the 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 new river nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> the constable of the Cannonball River. <laughs> it's old Chucky Tater Sex, and of course, returning champion. The I'm trying to think of one Ricardo Montalban, <laughs> the regenerative, <laughs> regenerative farming. <laughs> Ricardo Montalban of regenerative farming. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a poll right there. How long have you you've just been saving that, on that one for what I couldn't come up with one real quick? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, the Ricardo Montalban of regenerative regenerative farming. That's a hard word. It is. Words are hard, folks. We just spent an hour of last week's show jerking off about how hard, how smart we are, and I can't even say. Regenerative correctly. Um, that's all uh, John Morgan. Mon Jorgen. John Morgan. <laughs> what? Key the? change. Key change. <laughs> this is one of those songs you dance like this to. Your shoulders back and forth and you stare intently at whoever you're dancing with. You gotta do some loops. Oh, we're, oh, we're going up and down. <laughs> like we're doing alternate shrugs. Do the Conor McGregor shoulders. <laughs> The billionaire strut. Anyway, it's episode 166. We're here. We're queer. We'll fuck you in the rear. <laughs> and in the front, too. It doesn't matter. We're not choosy. Choosy moms choose Jeff. That's what we're here about today. <laughs> I am I feel like I'm on crack for some reason. I've not done any drugs today. You've taken no Kratom. No. Uh, caffeine. Hmm. That's about it. So how's everybody doing on this fine Saturday afternoon? It's almost evening. Yeah, it's evening-ish. Yeah, I'm, I'm excellent. 
You've never been better except most excellent. Um, yeah, never been better except for all the times that I've been better. Well, the you know, the good times are few and far between. Am I right, excellent. Folks? <laughs> Party time. <laughs> yeah, like, life's pretty terrible, but it's pretty sweet sometimes. Yeah, it sounds like a. Sounds like a Jordan Peterson speech. Life's hard, man. But <laughs> I don't know if you guys know who Jordan Peterson <laughs> yeah. is. But <laughs> yeah, I know who he is. It's, it's in there in every one of his uh, talks. Life's hard, man, but you got to deal with it. Clean your room. Stand up straight. Shoulders back. <laughs> a lot of what he says makes sense. But he's also, seems like he's a little bit crazy, but I like him. I don't think he's crazy. He's a little bit out there for something. For Well, well what, not the, by, by, by my standards, he's not crazy. Well, no, he's not. But um, he chooses he he chooses words weirdly that I feel like he knows is going to get him in trouble, and then he can be like, "Well, you didn't know the term, <laughs> enforced monogamy. That sounds terrible, but it's a scientific <laughs> term. <laughs> it's a scientific term used by anthropologists for or hundreds of years." And he says that, and they're like, "He wants to force women to fuck incels. Jesus Christ! What's <laughs> <laughs> incels?" Involuntary celibates. Oh, okay. They're like uh, dudes that are mad at girls because they suck. MGTOWs? Not MGTOWs. Kind of MGTOWs. MGTOWs are voluntarily celibate. They So they say. Well. Yeah. I mean, that's what. The, you know who's an incel? They haven't, they haven't completely given yes. up yet. <laughs> you know who's in the incels? The dear woman guys. Oh. Dear oh. woman. They're Well, they're. They're. Involuntarily sell no, they're voluntarily celibate because they feel as though they're so far beneath women that they shouldn't be allowed to touch them. Dear woman, <laughs> did you ever see the dear woman thing? I don't think so. It's, oh, it's just a bunch of shitty fuck dudes that, <laughs> that are apologizing for the shitty. very existence of men. There's your title right there, shitty fuck dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are some unfuckable. They're not even bad looking guys. Some of them, they're just. They've got no, there's no masculine energy behind them, you know? No spine? No, well, well, that's that, but it's just, let me see. It turns out there's a lot of spineless people out there. Just goddamn spineless. Well, what it is, the extreme male feminism is just a play to get women to think, hey, it's virtue signaling that, hey, I'm on your side. Well, that's, let me have some of that sweet snatch. That, well, that's, instead of just coming out and asking for it. That's true of most... Most of the dudes I know who are who are, who identify as feminists, that's the play. Yeah, you're just you're just signaling to you know so that you seem you you're know, putting so, out the bat signal. So you yeah, so you can get get that progressive poon. But I've got a, uh, these guys take here. it to a whole. For you today, is men level. committed to becoming more conscious. Show him the video of these fucking. We shit feel turns. deep love great respect and a growing sense of worship for the gifts of the feminine. We also feel deep sorrow about the destructive actions of the unconscious masculine okay, in the past and present. You see what we're talking about here? I'm, I get the vibe. Do you want to strangle these dudes? No. I mean, come on. It's hard to say yes. <laughs> that's just too easy. Oh, do you want to torture them and then strangle them? Well, I mean, you know, I'm going to if I'm going to throw down with somebody, I want it to be a you know mm. somewhat of an even match. Okay. See, what I want is to see these dudes like uh, on a date with a woman where they're doing the whole feminist thing with them and be like, "Hey, intersect, blah blah." And then they come up to the bar to get drinks, and they're like, "Hey, dude, I'm going to nail that chick over there. I'm going to nail her so hard." <laughs> and then I just take the back of her head and ram it into the fucking bar. <laughs> 
We can play more of that if you I want. like the we, We've already just completely roasted these pieces of shit. actions today so that we can move forward together into a new era of co-creation. As I become more conscious, I grow more aware of the play of masculine and feminine energy in me, in you, and in all of life. I know that we all have access to the full spectrum of these energies. I also have a growing awareness of the dimension beyond all dualities. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I can't do this anymore. Oh, no, no. This is I, I want to write a strongly worded letter to their parents. I commit to owning well, here's and stewarding a, a masculinity that honors and celebrates us as equals. I know that in order to truly honor you as a multidimensional woman, I must stand fully present with myself. God, that guy has never been laid. No, absolutely not. Not by a woman. We can create great miracles together. By nurturing each other in a conscious way. These are all okay, dudes that are even either doing a play to try to get chicks to bang them, or they're just have yet to come to grips with their homosexuality. Yeah, much like know. Chuck over there. I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> there are a lot of different drugs. I'm not saying they're on drugs, but you know, certain ways of thinking can be like a drug. Oh yeah, um, like I mean, especially when you get a whole bunch of like-minded people that think the exact same ways. You yeah, know. you get all that. In. It's like it's like, or if you've ever been to like a like a like an evangelical church service where everybody's getting d- down diggity down diggity on with the JC oh, and, the they're, spirit, and they're getting yeah. shakes and their the hands are in the air and they're speaking the tongues. So you, you can definitely feel it. Even though that's not audible suppo- sigh by Chuck. That's nice. Even nice. though you're not you're not ah. supposed to be able to. Uh, do all that stuff if there's a non-believer present, but uh, apparently they can because I've been present for it. <laughs> but no, I mean, there's yeah, big groups of people like that. I mean, it could be a rock concert. It could be anything, but there's something to be said for big people all focusing their energy kind of in the same way in a big group. Yeah. That's, why, that's why New York City appeals to so many people because there's so many anxious um, so many people and they're all just super anxious and wound up that you feel that energy and a lot of people feed on that kind of energy. Yeah. I'm not one of them. Yeah, I don't think that I would be either. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind checking it out That's for a just couple hours. wouldn't mind going and get, getting a cheesesteak and a couple slices of pizza and uh, going to a Knicks like, game. All right. Sounds like Krusty the Clown. Is he receiving the spirit? Yes. Is God tickling him? He's going to start doing the worm. <laughs> Get it, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Sounds like he's motorboating God's tits. I think that guy's. Everybody in here should want to do that at least once. I think that I think that guy might be uh might be hamming it up a little bit. Dude. I think. I hope it's possible. Because I mean. I've seen people really do that shit. It, it, it's it's weird, but it's not like that. It all has a kind of a similar, like when people speak in tongues. You guys ever hear that? Yeah, it's really stupid. But they're, it. They claim that it's an actual language. Of course, it's not. But um, you know, there's a certain uh, there's a certain style that they all tend to they all tend to emulate. 
that wasn't it that I've that I've ever seen. I I had to be uh, privy to seeing faith healings before, and it's just. To anybody raised, you know, I, I'm not trying to shit on anybody's religious beliefs because that's just not cool. But I mean, I just, what are you supposed to say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's just so much that you can just tolerate. I mean, okay, I, okay, Jesus was a nice guy. <laughs> cool, cool. Okay. Oh, now, now you have the power to heal. Okay, all right. <laughs> you're okay, a, fine. You're a conduit. Yeah, you're a conduit for the Lord's power. I don't know, man. Just calm down. Calm down. Just for a minute. But at the same time, um, I don't know. At least that's kind of entertaining. Like you go to like a Methodist church or Presbyterian, and it's just like, and, and the, you know, it's like, it's like the most boring, spiritually dead situation I think imaginable. we should all, oh God, as a group, oh no, go to churches. And as non-believers, though, and rank them according to their entertainment value. Oh, black churches would definitely be number one. <laughs> oh right? yeah, I mean, but then mm-hmm. snake handling churches would be like the dark horse. Be like, oh, it's coming a, up. But that, it's coming up. That was a lot more fun than I, I thought, thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> For a lot of white people, they know how to get down. That fried chicken was not half bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can. Well, Bob and can start a website. <laughs> Yelp for churches. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was really surprised. You know, growing up. You know, most I was raised secular, but for a time there, we went to a Methodist church. It was super boring. God, they're dry, aren't they? It just dry as dust. Like, I mean, I can get down with calm and and quiet and just listening to someone talk. I'm totally cool with that. But these motherfuckers just got nothing original to say. They're not interesting. They're not entertaining. And then I remember going to a going to like my buddy's church, like in Alta. And they had like electric guitars and a band and <laughs> yeah. drums, and they're like playing like Elvis they're, impersonators. They're basically playing rock and roll, <laughs> but they're singing about Jesus and stuff. And I remember just being like, "Whoa, you can do that here?" I mean, this is really—I'm really uncomfortable. But this is a lot <laughs> more interesting than what I, the church experiences that I've had. Right. So you know, in a way, I can get down with that. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna try to indoctrinate people into a religion, at least at least be. Fun, yeah. At least make it a little bit fun. Well, like I've said, ad nauseum, the uh, that's the reason the uh, the Christians and the uh, well, the Christians really the, the smartest of the three group uh, of of the big three, you know, that descended from Abraham. They knew that their religion just sucked. And they were boring as fuck. You think the Christians are the smartest of the three desert? I, I think, as from a PR standpoint, yes. Um, Smarter than the Jews? I'm not talking about economics <laughs> <laughs> or actual smart smarts. <laughs> I'm talking about the their. They knew marketing. Yes, marketing. They knew the club promoters that uh, what they had to offer was boring. And, you know, what do you got? You know, it's like auditioning for your soul. And, you know, the pagans, like I said, have festivals and fun and lots of sex and drinking and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And, you know, and then you come over the Christians and they're just like, well, we sit around and feel bad. We sit around and feel bad. And in the end, we go to a city in the clouds that's gold and we throw gold at Jesus's feet. 
I know, and the like, pagans are like, so I have to wait to die to do this? <laughs> but like the, They're the, like, yeah, but it's going to be really great. The pagans are like, no, I don't. <laughs> most, most of the Christians I know nowadays, at least the ones who are, you know, people people that are friends with her that I like, they're actually like really super enthusiastic about it. It's like they're it's like they're high all the time, really. Right. And I've met and like it's, they want to they want to share the joy mm-hmm. that they feel with other people. It's it's not always a pushy thing. Like some people just like I genuinely want to share this joy with you, and a lot of them are just like, okay, you don't you're not into it. That's cool. I won't push you. Like one of the guys I admire most is a is a pastor, and he's he makes it. He was sorry. <laughs> he. uh he invited me to church and we had discussions and it was fun and he's just he's really awesome and like i said of the 3 christianity is best because i mean the other two just suck <laughs> the muslims are just mad all the time about everything it's just you know it's just cover a, up their hot women yeah the mo- just, islam is the weirdest yeah well, i know judaism is pretty weird uh judaism i think they they've been around for so long that now they're just kind of over it <laughs> they don't really take it seriously <laughs> no, anymore. Like, oh, yeah. yeah we're gonna do the thing <laughs> i mean you can get drunk if you want <laughs> on the slot i eat bacon like all the time there's no there's no evangelical jews are there well there's jews for jesus which well there's the jew the jew judaism isn't proselytizing they don't that's, try, what, I'm, right. that's what i'm trying to get they at. don't try to get members and you can't I like. I don't know that I can convert unless I married a Jewish woman. And they're not out there handing out pamphlets, right? Going door to door for on yeah. their own dime. They're, they're, they totally want to keep it a bit exclusive. Mm-hmm. Keep it on the sluice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So if you were, if you had to pick a religion, I mean, it's definitely Scientology. Okay, I know that's not his pick. I know that's not Chuck's pick. Chuck, you pick Christianity. Um, if I had to pick, well, I mean, well, no, because I would pick something. Well, Hindu seem to have fun. Hindus, Buddhism, in, Buddhism seems to be Hinduism pretty, is interesting. Yeah, it's at least kind of fun. Yeah, I, I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of more of a Taoist myself. Yeah, that's pretty. It's not even really a religion. No, it's more of a system but, of belief. But I think it might be a Rajneeshi. But uh, you could a Baha'i. They're kind of like. Embrace everybody and Sikhs seem to be nice dudes. Yeah, they're Muslims. No, they're not. No, I mean they're uh, Hindus. They look like Muslims, and they and they get their churches shot up sometimes because they look they look Muslim. <laughs> yeah, I, I. That's rude. Like I, uh, I can't maybe ask somebody that. before yeah. you start shooting. <laughs> we'll point you to the mosque. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, it's two blocks down. Take a left at Hamilton. Yeah, we don't like them either. So you know what the most common, do your worst. You know what the most common religion on the planet is? Atheism. The, the most most pervasive. What? Statism. That's true. <laughs> What's statism? The, the people, worship of the state. I mean, whatever. Basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. I mean, that's what everyone. It's. I mean, it's apparent to me. It, do, because it does. It does seem more like a religion. When, once you, yeah. Once you step outside of it for a little bit, you start to see just how and they, ubiquitous it, it is. Right. I mean, think about the Chinese. I mean, gosh. Yeah. North Korea. They want to kill apostates. Like, uh, yeah. especially the American leftists, if say, Kanye West went off the fucking reservation, they were like down with Kanye West. And like, man, he just said that uh, Trump 
wasn't the worst person to ever live, and you guys are like trying to fucking string him up. And it has so many different forms. It's it's, right. it's a chameleon religion because you got you got people that are like, well, you either love it or leave it. Yeah, yeah. and that's a, <laughs> the, there's the white nationalism support the police form of the religion support the military the religion that is statism, and then you've got the leftists. You know, you've got different kinds of leftists, statists too, who are like, well, you know, if you don't. If you don't want the government to take money from people and give it to other people, then you're a terrible person. Right. That's a that's a sounds pretty re- preachy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got uh, people there like, well, if you don't vote, you don't get a right to complain. It's like, well, yeah, I, it doesn't matter. Well, I was recently told by a religious individual that we don't have rights; we have choices. I think we talked about that last week. Yeah, and but this goes with the conversation, and yeah, it's just. Um, that's stupid. It is, <laughs> and I and he was a nice guy and everything, and he was he wasn't shitty about it. I mean, I could. But I could he, that's what he believed. I was I, like, I mean, okay. it's, it's not too crazy. I mean, I could get. I mean, because rights is something I've studied a lot, and right. kind of have my own kind of my position on it, where I'm where I'm at with it right now. But um, I mean, to to imply that you have a right means that the sort of implies that there's something higher than nature or something that's giving you. I think no, I think there's a moral more, there's, more than that you're just a fucking animal on the earth and anything can eat you at any point or rape you at any point. I'm not entitled to anything really because I'm just at the end of the day I'm just a skin a hairless ape right. with a subcutaneous well, layer yeah, of fat and yeah. webbed fingers. In that context, then yes, you have a right to nothing. You have no rights. There's any, no such thing yeah, as a right. Exactly. Um so yes. You, you don't owe anybody anything, no one owes you anything. Uh you can die at any point, you can be Violated at any point. There's nothing. There's no principle in the universe that is independent of man. No law of physics or anything like that that gives anybody a right, right. to anything. So I can kind of get down with what he's saying mm-hmm. from that perspective. I don't know if that's but that's not how he that's was not saying. his angle. That's definitely not the way. He's, no. no, his angle he was, was saying that he was saying that we he took the line that we're all awful, uh, sinful. You know that they they just break you down. Religions break you down and tell you how shitty you are. And, and you know that's not wrong. We are mostly terrible. By whose standards? Yeah, I, I mean, mine. I guess I'm terrible. By I'm not great. By a tuna fish's standard or by yeah, a dog? I don't standard. think I give a fuck what a tuna fish thinks. Uh, why would you? Give well, a fuck I don't what think a, they really think. But why would you give a fuck about what human morality says? Oh, I don't. <laughs> so, so you've got no reason to f- feel like you're shitty. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm great. Never mind. Yeah, I'm tremendous. <laughs> I'm tremendous. Terrific. I'm fantastic. Pocahontas. But from the perspective of uh, of uh, you know living in a civilization, uh, and if we are going to admit that human rights exist, to me it all boils down to basically it's just it's all it's all just pro- property rights. That's all we have. If I um you know this is my this is my beverage, and I can choose to share it with you, but it, you don't have a right to my beverage, right? Because I had the money and I paid for it and it's mine and everything stems from that anything having to do with uh, your right to life or not being raped or anything like that well that's just you have a right to defend yourself you have a from you, that. no you own your body you own yourself so well it's, so it, it's still just private property his right? his major beef with it was we don't have the right to commit suicide it's like um yes we do sure do that's you know that's I own myself yeah, exactly is, he said well I'm gonna do everything in my power to stop you I was like well that's Okay, but that's just not. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to kill myself, sir. You yeah, have, please. You have, yeah. yeah. You can try to violate my right by, <laughs> yeah, 
by by aggressing upon See, me. See, that's for God. I was just like, here's mm. where here's where you can play this guy. Tell him if he, if he doesn't give you twenty five percent of his paycheck every week, you're going to kill yourself. And he'd be like, "Well, that's not what do you? I mean, you said you'd do everything you could to stop me. I mean, now we're playing a game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how committed you put are your to money this. where your mouth is, good sir. <laughs> I could use that extra. You'll be income. a low key hero. <laughs> if I had that extra income, I wouldn't want to die. Yeah, yeah everything would be a lot better. A few extra hundred bucks a week? Are you kidding me? That would be neat. Who says money can't buy happiness? Yeah, <laughs> it can't buy. I'm ha- here to tell you. Let me on, on, on this on this side of it. Yes, it can. <laughs> Preach. It's. I I'm mean, much it, happier now. That I have it doesn't alleviate problems, but it sure helps fix a lot of things. Well, I mean, and it helps. I think it, it absolutely actually, alleviates. I think problems. it actually opens. It opens the door. To make everybody you love happy too, which incre- which makes your relationships better. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's an, I'm just saying, like, if you have mental problems or like the even fucking Will Smith, who has all the money in the world, sometimes well, shit just goes bad for him. It's not, of course, it's, yeah. it's not a uh, it's not a cure all. No, it's a, it's a piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. The, you know, having it, you know, you've got spiritual, and then you've got um, you know. Just mental health, physical health, and then you got wealth, and mm-hmm. probably some other ones in there. But you know, if but like, if you're missing you know, any one of those, you know how everybody you know? says if I won the lottery, I just quit work and just do whatever I want, which I would. But eventually, you have to do something to make it seem like you're doing something worthwhile. Not necessarily. See, well, I mean, not necessarily, but I mean, you have to feel like you have a purpose. I think at least most people do. And that's why I mean that's why The Rock keeps working. The Rock no, no, has think- hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. He's yeah. probably the richest man that's not like a CEO or a mogul of something like but he keeps working because he I enjoys just, it and I he feels like he's making the world a better place somehow. I yeah. honestly think uh, some of that is people just genuinely like doing things and feel better because they're doing things, but most of it for most people I think is just comes from a comes from a fragile ego that that the fact that they can't a, a rich person that can't just sit still and do nothing and will be unhappy having if you can't sit if you've got all your needs taken care of you've got you've got your physical health mental health and you're wealthy you don't have to do shit if you can't just sit still with yourself and just just go about your day and not do anything that's the sign that there's something wrong with your ego probably because who the fuck are you trying to impress why do you have to do something what is it you understand if you if you're comfortable with yourself then you can sit and do nothing and be like um, that's fine. There's, there, I'm not hurting anybody by doing nothing. Right. And most of the time, by doing things, you end up doing a lot of damage. I find like the busier I am, it's like okay, I got to do this project, and it's like okay, well, I just bought a bunch of fucking steel that's like mined from coal, and like there's all this like environmental destruction that goes into making these nails and these screws, and then I get this treated lumber that's just like treated with these fucking horrible chemicals, so I can build something, because I gotta do something. It's like, oh yeah, I put new drywall in my house and new paint. It's just a bunch of fucking toxic shit. It doesn't mean anything. And people just like do things, and it's like the more that you, if, my my perspective is kind of like, if I don't do anything, number one, it doesn't cost me anything, and number two, it it doesn't um, damage anything. So by if I'm not doing anything, then I can't hurt anybody. I can't be damaging anything. Um, so I don't know. It's just, just one of the, some of the one of the many things I think about is that why can't you just do? No, what's wrong with doing nothing? I've I, I do mostly nothing when I'm not working. 
so let isn't me it great clear. though? No, I thoroughly, no, nothing is great. Thoroughly, yeah. but, but a lot of people, nothing. a lot of people either can't do it just because of their personality type, or can't do it because of their indoctrination, or or, or just think that it's there's something morally wrong with just sitting mm-hmm. and being still and not doing something, not spending money, not not consuming anything, just. Yeah. What's um, what's wrong with that? Why is that why is that so frowned upon? But why do you think um say with all the suicides of all the super rich people lately? Like obviously there's some mental health stuff, but they have all the like Anthony Bourdain and Chris Cornell, they have all the money they need. Damaged egos. You think it's damaged egos or you think there's something deep Well, I mean damaged ego I is? guess depression is damaged egos or we could also, I also sort of think that it was the autoerotic asphyxiation thing, possibly. But I mean, you're talk- I mean I'm just a person that's, that, you know, had pretty profound de- depression as, as early as like eight or nine years old. Yeah. And I've always struggled with it. And na- now I just don't, maybe, maybe a psychiatrist would say that I'm depressed, but I don't, I haven't been doing very much. <laughs> and I feel pretty great about it. And um, I'm actually more content than I've ever been by doing nothing. The less I do, it seems like the more content I am. Um, I don't so- know. I like showing, and I know that's a, I know it's a problem with me, showing the people I love in different ways how much I love them. Well, sure. There's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. I mean, financially or, you know. But but when you're, but after that's done, after you've done your, your your little good deeds. I mean, you're not just doing that all day long. No. So when when that's done, if you just go back to your happy spot and sit and be still and feel good about it, why is it so frowned upon to just do nothing? What well, he doesn't do shit. So he's not hurting anybody. I feel like if I won won the lottery, I would probably start some sort of a thing that I wanted to. I would want to do anyway if I had the opportunity. Like uh, I don't know. Um, maybe actually do a, an actual podcast network and get like the comedians in Charleston and stuff and give them each their own podcast if they're really good. No, yeah, but, and, but, yeah. yeah, and that's, that's great. But at the end of that, after you've done that, and even if you feel some gratification for it, and you're like, okay, yeah, I did that. I succeeded. That goes well, away. No, well, at the end of the day. And then, you, then there's going to be, then there's gonna be something nothing. else. It's like Robin Williams, great comedian, blah, 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 loved by so many people. Then it did all that, and at the end of the day, he still feels totally empty inside. He also had a, a debilitating disease. He was going, he was going to die very shortly. Well, after. okay, maybe that's not. What a good did example. he have? I'm not sure. It was some sort of um, very rare thing that he had, and his, I think it was his ex-wife or his, maybe his current wife or something said something about that he he had that, and it was killing him. So he decided to. Well, I, I've I've gone on record saying this before. If I ever, if I ever find out I'm dying, and it's going to be terrible, I'm going to become a heroin addict. Oh, we're going in. Why not? I hope we find out we're both because dying there's at the better same time. shit. There's better drugs than heroin. That's why not. Well, okay, whatever is better than heroin. <laughs> we're going to do outdoor mushrooms. It. We're going to do DMT. We're going to do ibogaine. We're going to f- we're going to go down to Peru and do ayahuasca. We're going to do all the all the mind opening shit. That way, you're not afraid because everybody who does those like a profound it's unafraid of it's unafraid of no, death. They're fine. Like okay, sweet, dope. Let's go. I mean, I've never really done any hard drugs like that, and I don't. I don't think of myself as being super woke or any sh- anything like that. <laughs> but that's kind of how I feel. It's like. I'm afraid of pain. Like, I don't want to, like, lay there and suffer. Right. 
like lay in a hospital bed and suffer or have like some painful ass cancer or something like that. <laughs> I'm certainly afraid of pain. Yeah. Because pain is, is terrible. Pain's the worst. It's- but as far as the dying thing goes, it's like, why not? I've, I've had a pretty good 36 years. You know, I left some shit behind. Uh, I, I created a ripple effect. I don't really feel the need to create another 35 years of it. I mean, I could. <laughs> I, sort of how I, I feel will. Now, like, I'm pretty ready to go. But it's, yes, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I was like, Jesus, it's like people think, oh, life's so short. Fuck you, it's short. Well, I came to Life long. is long. <laughs> I came to a, I was at work one day, I almost got killed. Um, it's been, it's been a while ago. It's been a while. <laughs> And it sounds more dramatic than it actually is. Like, it was chance. If I had been on that side of the furnace at that moment, it probably would have killed me. So, I didn't have a breakdown. I didn't freak out or any of that stuff. But I just really looked at my life and I said, I have never been happy. Not... I mean, just not. Well, but but let's talk about... We could talk about that, though. I mean, is any... I mean... I think happiness is kind of a myth, isn't it? I don't think it is. I think that. I think contentment is real. Yeah, I've never. I've not had that either. I mean, I've I've not had any of it. I mean, it seems I just, like you. It seems like you have contentment now, for the most part. You've you've had some, ch- but that's that goes back to what you, I was saying. I change things after that. I was like, I'm going to make take steps to to make myself happier, and I have done it, and I feel much better now. You know, yeah. but that's so, but but you can sit still with yourself and uh, just face the day and be like, you know, this is okay. Yeah, there there are times where I slip back and feel <laughs> my pa- my paranoia gets pretty profound sometimes. Like it's, I feel you feel like everybody's out to get you. No. I feel, like, feel like, like some people. I feel like nobody likes me. Well, that's true. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but why do you need people to like you? I know for a fact a lot of people don't like me. <laughs> I know for a fact that a lot of people don't like me, and I think most of the reason why they don't like me is because I don't care whether they like me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's said to people's faces, "I don't need you to like me." <laughs> no, it's the people. It's the people that I like who I want to like me. Oh, Sometimes yeah. I feel like they don't like me. You know, so that's a damaged ego. Oh yeah, he's filled with that. We've I've everybody. Tried, is. I've tried the Doctor Drew him through that millions of times. Well, no, you haven't. I know. <laughs> well, it's like the whole thing with it's the whole thing with um uh, with making music for me. It was always my form of, of uh, therapy for myself. It's like it, you because know, it helps you. Like it makes me feel like well, I make music, therefore I am, mm-hmm. and I'm able to put put all these take all these feelings and do something with them in a way that I can't do with any other medium. I can't do it by writing. I can't do it by drawing. I can't do it with visual art. And for some reason with music, I can take these, this shit that I have, this damaged ego related shit and put it into music. And so uh, when I got to a point in my life where it's like, this is no longer therapy for me. It's now just becoming a chore. Right. It's becoming torture. I don't need this anymore. Um, and so that's kind of p- part of the reason why I stopped making music is because it's like, um, I got nothing to prove to any. I don't need people to like me. I don't. I'm never going to be a famous rock star or anything like that. 
Not um, with that attitude. I can get <laughs> I can get girls to have sex with me without doing this. How do you do that? That's what I need to figure out. <laughs> just cockiness and um, oh, just work on that. just being just like a really gut strutting around macho asshole. Slipping yeah. into every conversation about how one time I was fucking the chick and it would barely fit. You don't even know. <laughs> just slipping <laughs> that type of stuff in. There. <laughs> no, but. Uh, uh, that's a whole other ball game, but but you shouldn't need that either, because I mean, like, there's all this, you know, there's all this great porn out there, and hands work great. Yeah, hands and, are and, for shaking, and they never time. argue, <laughs> and you know, go as fast or as slow as you want. Um, or no, I just uh, just reached a point where um, not afraid if I die. I don't need to prove anything to anybody. I don't. I've been gone so long with having so few friends and so few girls in my life or whatever that I don't really need it anymore. Because I, I'm comfortable without it. Uh, so just to the point where I don't really need anything from anybody anymore. I mean, I do need, obviously I need some socialization. I'm a human being. And I need certain, you know, I need certain things. Yeah. Uh, to, to be mentally healthy and physically healthy. But I just, um, I don't have anything, you know, there's nothing motivating me to tear my guts out and put them into a song anymore or to... Uh, Tear my guts out and put it into a comedy bit anymore. You know what I mean? Anything like that. And so, uh, it's not blissful. It's not happiness. It's just I'm okay. Contentment. Yeah, I'm okay. And that's to me. That's that's great because for the first twenty five years of my life, there wasn't any of that. Right. There was no contentment. It was just constant, just being feeling like something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Was born feeling like something was wrong with me. And I don't feel like something's wrong with it anymore. It's just I've, I've self-acceptance and self-love, as cheesy as that shit sounds. If I love myself, then I, I don't really need it from other people. Right. I noticed whenever uh, I was first musicianing, being a musician, I, whenever I would write a song or something, I would really want all the musicians, my friends that were musicians like you and your brother and Matt and all them to really like and be impressed that I did this thing. And I noticed whenever I stopped giving a fuck what anybody thought, all my shit got better. It all got so much better because it was more honest. I wasn't trying to be something that I'm not. And for a long time, I think I was just, I was just trying to impress, 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 impress instead of just mm. three chords in the truth, which is what I, I'm better at than yeah. being impressed. Or trying to make your voice sound a certain way. And so this is just what my fucking voice sounds like if I don't contort my throat in any way, you know? Right. Things like that. And it's just like, this is what I sound like. Either it's good or it's bad. And I'm putting it out there and I'm going to love it, whether it sucks or not. Um, I don't know. Just having that, I don't know, just having that attitude. I, f- I feel like somebody who's done a lot of drugs. Like, I feel like my brain, I feel like I've done ayahuasca and acid and all these things, but I haven't. I've I've done like beer, beer and pot <laughs> and a lot of that. And um, You've done some shrooms, haven't you? I've done shrooms twice in 36 years. Um, a big doses or no, like medium, like regular, regular. Did you see anything? No, not exactly. I mean, things in the room kind of moved around and changed shape a little bit. I didn't hallucinate. I didn't do that. Right. Never did. That. I've done. Uh, see, I've done. Um, I did do some. Uh, what's that fucking shit called? Salvia divinorum. Yeah, I hear that's weird. I've tripped from that, and that's not fun. It's a, it's an experience, but it's not fun. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've never done uh, MDM. I've got ecstasy. In my never yard. done ecstasy. I've had all these friends that did all these drugs, and they never invited me to do drugs. 
I don't understand what it, you I'm, seem like the type that people would invite to. Me. I know. <laughs> That's the thing that drove me nuts. It's like I'm so fun when I'm fucked up. You guys don't want to share this experience with me. Anyway, haven't done acid. Haven't done. I've snorted coke like five times. It was okay. It was like it was like a better coffee. Really, that seems. I, yeah, I mean, it, it odd. Was, it was like a. When he does it, he was, it, I wasn't it, impressed by it. I automatically like, put on a business suit and slicked back his hair. And I was like, really? <laughs> so did you ever do coke? No. I was like, really? Yeah. That cost that much? Just to feel like, basically like an energy drink plus some Kratom? I would say, I, mean, I would go on record saying Kratom is one of the best things that ever happened to me. I mean, it's, he's the connoisseur of Kratom. He's, actually, I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've come to a point where I can, you know, Somalia. Taste a difference. I can feel a difference. I can, you know, I, I love it. You're I blending mean, it, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> working on your own little concoction. I should do that. I mean, I should do that more because I, I, I could probably ascertain what would that. That was one of my. I was going to say that earlier when we we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> this is a complete sidebar, but this is funny to me. Kids in the hall. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't quit saying ascertain, and he was a head. Of, he had a doc's job, and it was driving everybody crazy. He's just like, I don't want you to say that word anymore. Here's five, three preconceived sayings that you could say. Man, this works hard. <laughs> let's take a break. Well, let's get back to work. You know, <laughs> and, and then he's like, because he just comes, kept on saying ascertain for everything, and it's and it's Bruce McCall. It's fucking hilarious. But um, no, I I would like to you know go down that route. I've got so much kratom coming, and it really it has changed my life for the better. Like I I know I'm addicted to it, like severely, but. So are people who are on psych meds, but it's not it's not a chemically addicting drug the way an opioid kind of, is. Kind of is like in in some small ways. I if mean, I quit I ta- if I quit taking it tomorrow and just quit taking it, I would have seizures. I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't know. I have a so, bu- I have a buddy. Okay, my my other kratom buddy mm-hmm. who had a raging opioid addiction, like really had a problem, and he quit. He switched to kratom cold turkey because he had you know had a kid. He had to had to get out of it. Right. Had to change his life. So he switched to kratom. <clears throat> been doing it ever since. Does it every day. He says he he had no withdrawals. Um, you know, obviously it wasn't fun, but mm-hmm. still does a kratom. He, sa- he says if he misses a day of kratom, if he runs out or something, he says it's like it's like the same as somebody who's a coffee head not having coffee that day. That's he fair. feels a little pissy and yeah. maybe has a headache, and that's it. I would like to take breaks, but shut up. It's so it's so ingrained into like it is like my coffee. Like before I go to work, I take a shot. I take it to work with me, and about midway through the shift, I'll do a little. Yeah, have you had any questions about that? No, I mean I, I it's not illegal. I can I know, do whatever but, I want. You know, but I mean, has anybody anybody seen it? And, has it come up? Yeah, I mean, I've I poured it into a glass and drank it, and people ask me what it is, and I said, well, it's just you know, I said I said it's essentially like green tea on steroids, which kind of is, and it just helps me feel better. They know I'm not a drug head. They know I'm not. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. now, if they ever made it illegal, I wouldn't take it to work with me, of course. But uh, you know, that's uh, they'd be like bringing coffee to work and saying you can't do that. It's the same thing. Well, I, I, you well know. in the in the mind of a rational, logical person, it's the same as coffee. Mm-hmm. But to society, if it if it crosses yeah, that line the, of being. It's a drug. The FDA said it was an opioid. That, that's fair. And like, you know. The FDA can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
The FDA can, stu- can suck my dick while know, I'm on so while fact. I'm on Kratom. dick pills, <laughs> heroin, fucking Propecia. I don't give a fuck. Hopefully, I get Hep A or hep, one of the Heps from these drugs the while heps? they're sucking my dick. Hepatitis J. That stands for John. <laughs> Gets his own strain, baby. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I I do. I do take it to work and I'll take it and sometimes not. Sometimes I won't take a dose if I don't feel like I need it. But about midway through the shift, I'll take put a little bit in coffee and drink it and feel great and, just, you know, get up mm-hmm. and do stuff. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mom was like, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, who cares? They're not, you know, I know people who go to work and snort pills, you know, go to the bathroom and snort pills. I know a guy who came drunk to work at least three times and cussed everybody out. They didn't fire him. They're not going to fire me over something so ridiculously mundane. Over a powered plant, a powdered plant yeah. drink. Where they I can't used, because I, I would sue them. They would, uh, people would shoot up in the bathroom. Yeah. And they wouldn't. Say or do anything, and I was like, "Man, I don't, the, we're it's dangerous here. Mm-hmm. People are riding around on forklifts. Yeah, most of them have, most of them have the uh, backup alarms disabled because people just can't deal with the noise, even though it's the noisiest place on the face of the earth. And people are shooting up in the bathroom, and they don't have diabetes. They're right. shooting up heroin, heroin, <laughs> the fucking dragon, son. And you're <laughs> we're walking around. This ain't bitch, Ray. <laughs> this is boy." <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, man, that's, this is unsafe, but yeah. whatever. Then they probably still work there, and they probably still shoot up in the bathroom. I have no idea. Well, they know they know I work out. They know that I eat. You know, I'm a somewhat health conscious in a l- loose context. So the fact that I'm taking something and putting it in a, in a drink and drinking it, they're just they're, nobody bats an eye. They don't give a shit. You know, and um. Again, if I were ever to get in trouble for it, I'd be like, it's not illegal. And if they would fire me for it, I was like, I'm going to sue you now because you can't do that. But half of everybody there smokes. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I would. <laughs> what else are you going to do? I've, there are people who smoke, come in and smoke weed. There, there's a guy who goes upstairs and lights a joint and smokes a joint before. It's tremendous. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, it's good for him. But, <laughs> I, you know. If that if that would ever come up, I would bring that up and say, you have people coming in here drunk. You have people coming here on, you know, high. I can't do this little bit of ground up plans that makes me feel a little better and takes my pain away and makes me a better worker. What is the rationalization here? You know, so I, I think um, I remember when I, were, I was on Adderall and there was like a question whenever I got my new job about whether I was going to pass a drug test because of it or not. I was like, mm, man, that's that's uh, that's weird because it is legal and prescribed and everything. But mm-hmm. they said it might flag my piss test. And I was like, oh, well, that's just the chance we're going to take. And um I was thinking they should want everybody on a low dose of amphetamines if you want production out of these. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing because I mean, I don't, the people that work at Guest Stamp and places like that, the the people that are either on meth or or do pills on the clock or whatever, or show up on them, their production for that day just goes through the roof. All right, <laughs> because they're just so they're I, so I, focused. I, I mean, yeah, very I, focused. <laughs> it is. I mean, I, whenever I took Adderall, I lost shitloads of weight. I wasn't even working out. I, right. would, I would just eat till I didn't feel like eating anymore. Right. So and you've got the, probably the proper amount, mm-hmm. and I felt fucking fantastic. And if you've got an employee that you're paying the same amount of money, that's twenty five percent more efficient at working. What do you give a fuck what they do in the bathroom? Exactly. Yeah. It's like this. <laughs> I was working at Chili's, and there was a massive Coke problem in that place. And one day they were out. And all the servers were tweaking, fucking everything up. So I brought them all into the kitchen and I looked at them, you know, and I said, come here. 
come here because I was I was kitchen I was a kitchen supervisor, but I was head cook because you were all, nobody, everybody you're, else was you're all Gordon Ramsay on their ass. Basically, I said I said I don't give a fuck what you guys have to do. You go find some fucking coke and you get you get your fucking heads out of your asses and do your fucking job right. And they, and they, were, and they, and they were just like, and a lot of them laughed and, and they said, "Well, Chuck, we had coke." I said, "I said, do you need money?" I was like, "I've got money. Go get the fuck out of here so we can have a good shift. Go split this an eight ball. Ins- this is fucking insane." <laughs> go in the corner here, get you an eight ball, go in the bathroom and split it and get back to work. <laughs> I was just uh, pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, like if you run a business, you should want some your people on a bit of a stimulant, be it coffee, cocaine, yeah, coffee, amphetamines. Coffee whatever. can be extremely harmful. And a- coffee, energy can, drinks are f- uh, that's a yeah, they're fucked terrible. up drug. Yeah, they're terrible. I do, I do. Been doing energy drink before the podcast. That's the only one that the only time I'll do it because I can't if I do it and I do nothing. I'm I start, I start tweaking. It's not good for me. But if I take if I take too much uh, kratom and don't do anything, sometimes it'll mess with me. Like yeah, if you just that's what I did the other night. Yeah, you just kind of. Uh, well, uh, I took a low dose before we did the podcast there on Tuesday, and then I took another low dose after the podcast, and that's that's when the uh, the opioid type feeling hit me, and I was just sitting there doing nothing. I was like, whew. It's a pretty the opioid feeling's pretty great. Oh, it was pretty great. Yeah. But then I had the stomach ache. Yeah, the stomach ache's not good. I, I don't get those anymore. Um I have constipation every day. <laughs> I, I, I so you really just, do. You uh, just go in the yard and eat grass. Yeah, I mean I just <laughs> I don't think I've ever been constipated. My whole life. I mean I've gone like, you know, the camping trip where you go three days. Yeah. But it, it was never painful. Well, I mean, it's never painful for me either. It's just sometimes a little bit of work. You know, you gotta get a squatty potty or something. Well, I mean, you just have to work it out. Dig a hole and squat in the backyard. (laughs) But it's uh, do the thing where you rock back and forth. Yeah, that actually really works. Does work. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I found my thrill on Blueberry Hill. I need to invest in uh, different greens because I'm I'm on Green Mingda, which is the best. There is no substitute for it. But I need to. Do it in waves because I was on this one called Green Jong Kong and it was really good. And I would take it mid shift. I would take my my Meng Da at the beginning of the shift and mid shift. I take the Jong Kong and those working. Fucking Chuck's learning different languages here. Fucking taking all these different types of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I can speak Thai. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm a warlord. He's learning, he's learning Muay Thai. Yeah, he's I'm a warlord in yeah. Malaysia. Uh, he does have, I own three tails. He does have a bamboo garden. You do have. I do. Oh god, that's terrible. But um, he's chopping down his bamboo with his shins. He knows. He knows a lot about Japan. Yeah, I actually, really do. But um, let's get into that. That's not. No, it's not. It's not that interesting. The Southern West Virginia uh, Samurai. <laughs> I always want to learn how to use a samurai sword, but I don't really want I to. I have one. Is that considered? No, that's a katana, I think. Well, a katana is a samurai yeah, katana. Well, I mean, we can we can do some training exercises. <laughs> it's. Just, <laughs> I don't think we'll go live steel to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with broomsticks. Yeah. Why not? That's how you learn. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ. That's a steep learning curve. You cut off my love handle. <laughs> Be like uh, going cliff diving and just, we're just going to go to Hawaii and pick the biggest one and all in, you know. <laughs> Let's get after it. Uh, 
No, but this is it's it's really it's good. I I've learned what works. Yellows do not work. They work in a limited fashion. Maybe they don't work because you're so jacked up. You have you have it coursing through your system all the time, like fucking that's gamma true. rays through Bruce Banner. That's true. Well, I'm pretty sure that one you gave me um, was I looked it. I looked it up. It was it was called yellow so yellow horn. Mm-hmm. But the but the strains were actually a, a green and a white blend or something mm-hmm. like that. It wasn't a yellow. Oh, a white. I, I need to get some white because that was. It's supposed to be an energy blend, but for me, for an energy source, for me, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's not that it wasn't energy. It was just so fucking relaxing. I would take a big belt of it when I came from work and just boom, and I'd be out. Did you start and, snorting it? No. Just, you, you can't really. I looked it up and you can't. No, it's like it's, not recommended because it doesn't work that way. Can you right. smoke it? I think you can. I think you can. I don't see why not. I don't see why you couldn't roll in a little bit with the joint because a uh, weed and kratom supposedly work extremely well together. So I'd like to be able to try that. There's nothing stopping you. Yeah, there is. I, sort of. Some people though, I, they can't get past the taste long enough to, and I understand, but it's the people like there's Andy seemed like he's vehemently against. He is. Kratom. He doesn't like he's, it. He's, he's like wanting them to make it illegal. Yeah. <laughs> um. Somebody else I talked to, uh, I sent them a, an evening blend. Evening. Blend. It was from Craybot. This is not. I didn't make this. Craybot made that, and I liked it, but it wasn't. Just wasn't. You know. Well, never mind. But um, they couldn't get past the taste. They did it one time. Got past the taste, and they said that felt amazing. But I can't take it anymore because of the taste. I was just like, well, get you why some can't go- you just choke it down? Get some goddamn know? gel caps and fill those fuckers. Well, you'd have to have so many gel caps for a dose. Well, it's not that hard, though, is it? You no. can get um, you can get them already in gel caps. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not that hard. I looked at PA Botanicals today. They have, they have some yeah. interesting, uh, interesting strains. I haven't looked at them yet, but that's... They have a lot of bland... And they have tinctures. So you would like drop it under your tongue? Sort of I like the guess. CBD? Yeah, I'd like to give that a shot. I really wish the CBD worked better for me. Yeah, I think I would just have to take so much of it that I'd spend two hundred bucks a week, and it's just not worth it. Right. I'll just do kratom or suffer. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I have so much. You can have as much as you want. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. It's, I'm not going to charge you. I don't expect anything from it. Gets it by the pallet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pallet jack with kratom <laughs> on it. Yeah. He's he's built a. Uh, I've got he's built a bay for a semi truck to back into. He's got. A, I've he's, actually got three more kilos coming. He's got a temperature a hydrostatically he's also, he's hydrostatically controlled temperature humidity <laughs> controlled brood cellar. He's also starting to measure weight in kilos. If you know, so well, that's what it sounds is. like a coke dealer in the <laughs> 1980s. I gave some uh, to. Everybody I've given it to. Like, I gave it to... Um, Ronnie Millsap. <laughs> he can see a, again. It was amazing. There's a stranger in my house. And then, he, there and then he dealt with that him. I can't see. <laughs> and he was able to see them. <laughs> yeah. And he sidekicked them. <laughs> yeah. Front kick. <laughs> oh, I remember what I was going to say now. I don't understand why you guys haven't used on me the Ron Swanson of regenerative agriculture. Uh, yeah. It's so obvious. I know. Fuck. It took me a couple years to finally come up with that. Now it's ruined, and I can't use it for next week. Yeah, you can. Nobody's going to remember that. I Always said reminds that. me of. Uh, that's right. My, still, I, I mention every, every time Ron Swanson's brought up where they're having the barbecue in the park, and the. the 
the I guess the constables or whatever they are walk up. You do you have a permit to barbecue? Yes, I do. And he pulls out a piece of paper out of his pocket and hands to it. And it's a shot over their shoulder. It says, I do what I want. Yeah. Oh, God damn, I My favorite it. one is he's him and Andy are sitting there talking. And this is after Andy had gone to get the meat tornado burrito and he's grilling inside his office yeah. having whiskey. <laughs> and him and Andy are discussed. I love uh, Ron Swanson. You guys were right. I mean, Elena was the one big one Who? pushing. I don't know what I was thinking. It's, uh, a, uh, mate, uh, it's my. Uh, it's my, such a weird name. Is it, it a black is. lady? Wayne? Yes, Wayne. A Wayne. <laughs> Wayne Brady. It's my imaginary friend. It cut out. Uh, my, my headphones cut out when you said. Anywho, that. a person <laughs> was really pushing about five three. Yes, big tits. Yeah. Married to a, a gay redheaded guy? <laughs> I don't know. Never heard of him. <laughs> but they were pushing for me to watch it, and I watched the first episode. And it's one of those things I knew once I started watching that I was really going to like it. And that's the reason I didn't start watching it, because I knew I'd commit. You you know, know? The, the, the producers of that show went around and, and interviewed local government people, like in Midwestern small towns, and they found... A guy who was a libertarian, like you said, yeah, I don't believe in any of this. This is all so stupid. And like, I know it's ironic that I work for it, but I got to bleed and dry somehow. And, there, and that's where Ron Swanson. That's came awesome. From. <laughs> that's my that's my only complaint about the Ron Swanson character, though. He's a hypocrite. He's very much a hypocrite. Well, yes, but I mean, but he's, not he's okay in, not in that. any other way. Just in the way that he works. <laughs> he he lives off the teeth of the government. Well, I mean, I just. He's just such an awesome. Oh, he's character. still my still my favorite character. Yeah. I one of my favorite episodes is when the guy was inspecting his house, and he said, "Well, you need to have a safety inspection for this." And he said, "Well, I've given the Ron Swanson safety inspection. That's all I really need, pal." He's like, <laughs> "You've got a furnace back there with oily rags hanging over it." <laughs> he's like, "I've checked it." <laughs> and then he then he brought pictures in. He's like, "Here, here's me making a canoe." And here's the whiskey I was drinking. <laughs> he's like, cheers in the picture. And then he said, your canoe is sitting out back and it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, the guy that plays him, Nick Offerman is, he's not really libertarian, but he is a woodworker. He really does do all that. Oh, really? He's great at it too. I wish I could have a skill like that. I wanted to be a, a stonemason. I think that would be cool. Uh, there's nothing stopping you from. I'm old. I'm too old. Bullshit. I don't have the time. Anthony Bullshit. Bourdain was 44 whenever he wrote Kitchen Confidential. Was he really? Yeah. Hmm. He'd written lots of other books before that that nobody gave a fuck about. And then he finally wrote what he knew. And it became huge. I not too old. I never really had even worked on a farm until I was almost 29. And that's pretty much Competitive what I Competitive arm wrestler. <laughs> I actually would be pretty good at that. That might be, that's a Daniel middle-aged Co man's game. Da yeah. Daniel Cormier, Daniel didn't, Cormier. Start, didn't start MMA until what? He was, he was 32, I think. 32 before he was. 40 now. He had wrestled his whole life, but had never thrown a punch, really. Now he's the light heavyweight champion going for the heavyweight championship tonight against yeah. one Stipe Miocic. He's undefeated as a heavyweight and barely defeated as a light heavyweight. Only defeated by a man Only named by John Jones. I don't know if you heard of him, but Bones. Bones. He throws them elbows. You guys have a crush. Oh. <laughs> How could you I not? I love Daniel Cormier and I love John Jones. Are you kidding? <laughs> I Yeah. I, I've got a, got a little chub from watching those two fight. I mean, come on. That they're fighting tonight. It's going to be tremendous. If you didn't have to work, you could stick around. Yeah, you got to work. Hey, call off, man. Mm. Try it out. 
<laughs> Tell him you got this really bad kratom hangover. Tell him you got the butt the butt squirts. You got the pudding factory <laughs> happening back there. No, I've uh, I've called off one time. Um, I got a pretty severe flu. Like it was. I remember that. I think. Yeah, it was bad. Like I was I, coming out of both ends. It was that, and it was also freaked me out because I was like almost collapsed going down the stairs. And had to drag myself to get and put myself in the bathtub to try to. Was it, were you sort of like Leo, Leo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street? That one scene where he, does <laughs> where he all, took all the loose, all the loose. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> Cars all wrecked and shit. He's been expired for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was putting a delay on them, and they fucking ate all of them. We'll just have to take more, so they're more effective. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was bad, and uh, I was late one day because. One of the managers had given me a shift, and I and I had mistaken what shift he said he was giving me. So they called me at twelve thirty and said, "Uh, you're on a call out tonight." I was like, "No, I come in at eight in the morning." He said, "No, you're on the list here for like uh, fuck." So I threw all my shit, didn't grab anything to eat, didn't grab you know, freaking out. And they they're cold down there. He's like, they're like, you're never late. You're you know, it's, it's so, fine. It's gonna be as fine. As long as, like. Half hour or something. I'm sure most, almost most places, like where I, where I work, if I wanted to, I could just work eleven to seven. Hmm. But I, I try to get it over with as quickly as possible. Well, this, this, it's strict for having to be there because it's production based. We, you know, it's on a time limit, so there's that. But you know, they're they're really cool. They, they, they're you know, they're respectful. They, you know, I, I like, I like the job a lot. I think it's a great job. I never. Like anybody, there's some days I don't like going in. I'm like, I wish I could stay home. I want to stay home and sleep and all kinds Watch of stuff. Watch movies. Yeah. D- get, get into a kratom bath God. and just order two pizzas and eat both of them. I and found, though, that aren't I Aren't those great days? <laughs> they are great days. <laughs> but I found, though, that I cannot do, and I've resisted from having a, a a red kratom day. Those fuck me up so bad. Like, when I when I go, go back to work, the emotional hangover is severe. Like, does, the, does the red kratom like give you hallucinations? No, no, it's 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 a uh, it's a depressant in in the classic sense. It makes you feel good and relaxed and all that stuff. But the 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 residue from it is really bad. Like so it, it has a bit of a hangover. Yeah, not making you feel bad physically, but really bad emotionally. Mm. And I did that. I had some red dragon kratom, which was really good kratom, but it was the worst. I mean, it was. It would make me totally relax, and then I would just freak the fuck out after it left my system. You know, be like fighting panic and all kinds of stuff. So you just got to balance it. So now I, I'll take a little bit in the morning if I want to on a day I don't work to relax and lay down. But then I got to I'll take some green and get up and work. You know, and and do that stuff so I don't lay in bed all day. Tremendous. You guys want to do favorite things? I think we Rain have been doing that pretty friends. much. <laughs> We've got to make it official. Yeah. <laughs> got to be official here. Got to be official, man. We got hundreds of thousands of people listening to this motherfucking bullshit. And if we don't do the things that they like, they'll stop listening and we'll stop getting the tens of thousands of dollars a month that we get. Isn't it great that we get so much money that we keep our regular jobs? Yeah, we're we're Joe's. We're, we're, we're Joe Six Packs. <laughs> Pete Brown Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Lunchbox <laughs> Jenny Housecoat Donnie Dinner Bucket <laughs> Favorite things What do you got? 
Anything pique your interest this week? Um, Texting during the fucking show, you piece of shit. <laughs> subhuman garbage. <laughs> uh, like the fact that you called a dog subhuman garbage on Facebook. It's pretty good. <laughs> Who did I call that? No, you said, you said they're a piece of garbage. Piece of garbage. Oh, yeah. I called Baxter and my mom's dog a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jasper. <laughs> he looks like a piece of garbage. He is. He's a little miniature pincher. He's such a piece of shit. Is he mean? <laughs> no, no. Not to me. Um Favorite things this week. I don't. There's not really been a lot. Like summertime sometimes can be pretty slim for. Yeah, there's. I mean, the Ant Man and Wasp came, came out. I yeah, we gotta go yet. see that. I might see that tomorrow. Annie hasn't watched the hasn't watched Ant Man yet. Oh word! Yeah, she word. She's a big fan of the Iron Man movies. Like I remember when we when she was young, we would watch. Iron Man. She loved Iron Man, and um, she liked Captain America the first one. She did not like Winter Soldier. Word. Well, she it was a little too serious. I think it she likes the, she likes too. comedy. You know, not a lot of comedy Winter Soldier. Nope, it's pretty fucking grim. <laughs> so, what about the Guardians? She like those? Yeah, she does. She uh, <laughs> my mom liked the one I showed her. She enjoyed the shit out of them. Those movies are impossible not to like. You know. <laughs> The second one more than the first. I love the second one. I th- I think the first one's not bad, but the second one was so much fun. I mean, it was just from beginning to end. You know what I watched earlier today with my mom? What? Um, Batman Return of the Cape Crusader, which is the new animated movie they put out a couple years back, but it's in the style of the 60s one with Adam, with West. Adam West and Burt Ward. Yeah. Pretty I heard great. it was good. Pretty great. They made another one. Then they put it out last year. Uh, something about Two Face. I, I only saw the one. Um, DC's animated they, animated side is on point. Like they make some really good animated movies. Well, they made. I mean, they made lots of jokes and references about them being gay and stuff. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was a little bit more. Uh, it's tongue in cheek. Yeah, but it was. It was exactly like watching the '66 movie, mm-hmm. except for. Ah oh, man, I used to. I was. I was. Well, that's one of those movies I was obsessing on. Like for a while, I would watch it every day. Batman sixty six. Yeah, and just fall asleep. Like this is awesome. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that has shifted now. For some reason, I got this from my yeah, mom. Yeah, what's your current your current thing to watch? My current sleep sleeping thing. It goes back and forth. Phantasm, Schindler's List. Phantasm 2. <laughs> God, I couldn't do that. Phantasm 2. It's so relaxing when he lines them up and shoots them all straight through to save bullets. It's great. I could go to sleep <laughs> to that. Uh, it's efficient. Um, Phantasm 2. That's a weird one to fall asleep to. It's Yeah, it's just so cheesy. It, it's not scary. It does not scare me one iota. So mm-hmm. I just, I love it. Um, Aliens. Um. Yeah. Game over, man. <laughs> the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the the BBC 1980 version. This, is that a series or? It's a, a mini series. It's like six episodes long. Word. It's pretty fucking great. Like it's I, I like it. I like it much better than the movie that came out. And the movie's not bad, but that is that is necessarily British. It has to be British. And they and the and the movie came out was not British. It was very Americanized, and I just I didn't care for that. So, oh, and Doctor Who watching uh, Doctor Whom, <laughs> Doctor Witch, Doctor What, the Interrogatives, <laughs> uh, Doctor Interrogatives. 
Um, I've been watching from season twelve, which is Tom Baker. If if you, do you know anything that's about that's the um, that's scarf, scarf hat curly hair. Big hair. Okay, yeah. that's the one I remember when I was. He's a kid. season twelve. He was on it for a long time. Season twelve through like season. I think it was six or seven seasons. He was the doctor. And all Usually of those. they do two or three now, don't they? Huh? Usually nowadays they do two or three. Somewhat, you know, they'll have some who stay shorter, some who stay longer. I like the fact that they address that. And Tom Baker was actually on a recent episode. Where? Where he was not the doctor. He was the doctor, but what happens is the doctor is the same person, but he's different. Like it's. It's a space time thing. It's it is, but it's also. Quantum he's bullshit. the key. He was the keeper of this. This museum place And he walked out And he said You look familiar And he said And he said I can't remember what He said It's something very Tom Baker Tom Baker's doctor Was funny He was But he could be really intense You know He was just Tremendous at the role There's There is a reason Why he is still I think The favorite doctor Everybody always Likes him best The guy right before him Was John Pertwee Who was really good Not so silly Very Dignified Older British guy, you know, and then the guy after him was Peter Davidson, who was good too, and they're on the list because Tom Baker's in the middle. You know, they're like, well, we like him right before Tom Baker, we like the guy right after Tom Baker, and then after that, you know, the Tom Baker steam kind of played itself out. You know, now I think the Doctor's a woman, yeah, and people barely got mad about that. I think. Well, sure, it's it's time. It's it's time that it happened. You know, it's I. What I was noticing about the show is, though, is I was watching uh, the first episodes he was in was called Robot. It was goofy. Just some stupid looking, totally BBC robot where he's knocking over (laughs) fucking models and shit. It's dumb. You know, um, it's great because Tom Baker's really just stepped into the role. But then after that, they had this uh, this series come up and the writing is really fucking great like it's really sci-fi it's got really advanced concepts that's how you can tell when your sci-fi is really good if it has really advanced concepts that have that have kind of like come to fruition now the science fiction's good so uh they had like wall screens that are blank until they pop up and they're not tv screens it's just you know really cool shit um it's kind of like with uh, Black Mirror, the stuff you're describing. All these, th- you gotta watch Black all the Mirror. all these things are 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 going to happen. Have you, you seen know? Black Mirror? Mm-hmm. You oh, like yeah. it, right? Pretty yeah. Good. I need to watch that. I want to watch that one you said where it was the happy. I'll ending. just give you the happy one. The, there's yeah. a few ones that you can think of as happy. Yeah. San Junipero. That one's a good one. Is that the one where at the end they went back into the time they wanted to live in? Yes. I'm, yeah, I need to see that, that. one's good. Okay. There's also the one that's the dating program. That one's fucking tremendous. And that one has a happy ending too. And it doesn't. You don't think it's going to? Yeah. And I forget what it's called, but I'll I'll find it and and send it to you or something. Well, San Junipero is one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. Well, along this vein, there is a favorite thing. I just I started reading. The, of course, you did. <laughs> well, it's a thing that they're they're making into either a show or a movie right now. Um, there's a science fiction writer named Dan Simmons. Dan Simmons is Stephen King has gone on record saying, "I wish I could write like Dan Simmons because that guy he's that good." I thought you were going to say Dan Severn. And I was like, <laughs> he was a tremendous fighter in the UFC. Uh, hell of a nice guy. I met him one time. Talked to my ear off. <laughs> you know those guys they wrestle and uh, they get the cauliflower ear. You know how to fix that? You know how to fix that, bud? How headgear? 
You put the headgear on, you don't get the cauliflower. I just think they just want to look tough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what he said to me. I talked to him for like 20 minutes. I was like, Jesus, this guy can strangle me right now. And I'm, I'm bigger than him. <laughs> the, um, it's called the Hyperion Cantos. There's this planet called Hyperion, and it has these things called the Time Tombs. And they don't know what they're going backwards through time. It's an anti entropic wave. And they don't know why this is happening. And then it's kind of like the Canterbury Tales because they pick four or five people to go into these time tombs. And they're really cool characters. One of them's a woman from this uh, high, dare high G planet, like high gravity. And she's muscular as fuck because oh, that's yeah. how you get when you're on those planets. But she's still hot. They talk mm-hmm. about how beautiful he is, but she's huge. Sort of like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, China. More like there's a female bodybuilder named Gina Davis. Look her up sometime. She was big as fuck, and she was still hot. Gina Davis. You know, if I look her up, that's gonna I'm just gonna get the actress. Just put FBB add, beside I it. Could add, I could add bodybuilder. Yeah, just FBB beside it. Um, Looking her up right now. Off season, especially because she was really big in the off season, and she was really feminine looking. She had big old boobs and a big ass, but she was still hot. Um, but anyway, there's. Uh, this guy, this uh, military guy named Fedma Kassad, he's from Mars. In this in this future, Mars had become the home pl- home planet of the Muslims. Basically, they had just moved, done this big move, terraformed it, gone to this place, which is not all greased up like off season. I think, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But uh, nobody looks attractive whenever they're shredded down. No, no, of course cut. not. No, but um, that's pretty good right there. I'll tell you what. Yeah. She's got some yambos there. Yeah, she does. Some real fucking milk spouts. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but anyway, what I was getting back to is the books are the, the technology in it are is awesome. They have these things called farcasters, which is just teleporters farcasters. that throw you across. It basically opens a opens a wormhole and throws you to different places. And then the, uh, the earth is gone at this point. Because there's this thing called the destruction where the, this singularity opened in the center of the earth and destroyed it. But by this time, everybody had fled the earth and gone to these different planets. And it's it's really cool, man, because before that, though, they had sent out human beings like hundreds of years before this. And they had genetically engineered them to live in places in the, in what they describe as comet cities and stuff like that. These this in space, these awesome, huge Impossibly engineered places And they're called the ousters And they're just They're humans But they just look different Because they've been genetically engineered And that bred into them You know what I mean Really cool shit But the The thing that is You can tell that Dan Simmons Is not a fan of the Catholic Church By the end of this (laughs) Because the Catholic Church In this own their own planet And then they own their own Ships, which are giant warships named after the archangels. And they start slagging fucking planets. And like, then they have these, uh, the way they go these great distances is human beings cannot survive the distance because we can't survive light travel. So what it does is it kills them and, and, and breaks them down into, into component, component elements and then puts them into a resurrection, uh, machine and brings them back. Technically, you're the same person, but it really fucks with you. Well, te- techni- technically, it depends on who's what metaphysician you're talking to, whether or not you're the same person. That, that's true, and that, and they actually do get into that. Yeah, and this these books are so great. Like the, there's two. 
per like cycle. There's the Hyperion and rise of Hyperion, fall of Hyperion. Then there's Endymion and rise of Endymion, and they and they're just they're amazing works of science fiction. Guys, great. He had a series that come out after that that started out even better than this one, but it just did not turn into anything. It, 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 by the end, it fell apart. It was just too, it was too grand. It was too, too much going on. So, um, and they're actually making something out of that right now. I've heard it would be great. It would be a great show. Who do you think will pick it up? I see that being a Netflix show, Netflix, Amazon, yeah. somebody that won't fuck. Somebody with who has a little bit of vision, you know, being like who's read the source material and be like, this could be fucking amazing, you know. Sounds like it wouldn't be cheap. To make either Definitely not when, it, when you have all the To make it well Yeah When you have all the prosthetics That you're going to have to have Plus all the The you know The ships that you're going to have to make All that stuff But I, I really love it That is a favorite thing I started reading it again I'm just like It made me Both want to be a writer And not be want to be Want to be a writer Because I just can't Wrapping my head around How something so amazing I just can't do it I'm like I can't write that So it's just that's kind of why I hate music. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's either it sucks or it's really good and I'm jealous because I can't do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I feel the same way about the God, about music. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Quit being so good. Yeah. It's, and it's people that probably aren't, aren't any better than me, like technically, but they just figured out a way to phrase something way better than I would have ever thought. What's well, all in subtlety, isn't it? Like... Music is fucking complex. Well, that's what I'm saying. The the broad strokes, pretty much anybody can get out with thing. Am I wrong? I don't. I mean, there's bands like Five Finger Death Punch. That's how you. Some they're all broad strokes. There is nothing. Yeah, it's of all, substance. It's, it's all it's all weed eating, and we're yeah, talking about we're talking about picking weeds. You know? Exactly. Finding something that's okay. Let's put it this way. There is. A guy in fantasy. I always use fantasy as the as the best marker for this because you can be a fucking hack in fantasy writing and make millions of dollars. There's this guy who we actually, if uh, we got a Twitter battle with him not long ago because he talked shit to somebody who did one of the covers of his books. His name's Terry Goodkind. His writing is complete dog shit, and everybody fucking knows it. And he's such a prick about it too. And he went after this guy on Twitter, and even I was chiming in, and people on his thread were, you know, thumbs up. Like these were other writers because the shit I said to him. I said, "Wizard's first rule is unfucking readable. It is so bad." <laughs> and they're like, "You're absolutely correct. That book is awful." But it opened up this series of books that. Sold so much Every one of them Was a New York Times bestseller They made a shitty TV show About it called The Sword of Truth It's so bad It's so bad It's unreal And he But then you have That's one end of the spectrum And that makes me think I could do this I can write something Better than that I certainly could write Something better than that But then I read George R. R. Martin I'm like yeah I'm not writing anything That good You know that guy He's just far and away Well I mean I don't know who said it But comparison Is the thief of joy that's true. I mean, I mean, it's nice to think uh, one day I can, I can write my own uh, Sergeant Peppers. But it might be better to aim for something a little more attainable, like a maybe a, a Garth Brooks album. One of his. <laughs> well, let's let's put it this way: there are things that I know I can do. Maybe Bruce Springsteen's fans' least favorite Bruce Springsteen album. <laughs> I, can, I can aim for that. Yeah. <laughs> there are things. That I can do writing If you ever remember Reading any of my writing I am a good dialogue writer I can write very good dialogue I, I compare you to Quentin Tarantino No 
I mean, you used the N-word almost nigger. every other word. Yeah, every other word nigger. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Um, I mean, the name of the book is the N-word. I'm, now, I'm a good dialogue writer. I am a good character builder. I'm also a good world builder. I, however, am not... You're checking three boxes. ...good at pacing. I'm not good at pacing. I'm not good at... Uh, a lot of the most important things I'm not good at. And there are things that I could probably fix if I worked at it. But I just, thus far, have not worked at it. So You could either work at it or just write the thing that you're writing and then see what happens. Finish something. I... Actually, I made it a point to How finish something. dare you, John? <laughs> Actually, made it a point to finish something. <laughs> We're all thinking it. <laughs> I made it a point to finish something. I wrote a short story. Um, no, but you know what I'm saying. You start all these big epic things. That's the thing. I can't think small. I, I have to write something big. Well, and I, and that drives me nuts. I I hate it too. I mean, I, everybody I know is like finish something. I was like, I really I want to finish something more than you want me to finish. You got to get mad. <laughs> the only thing. The only thing. Have you read the goddamn book I gave you? Yes, actually, I just picked it up the, the other day. Was read. Yes, you I mean, get, for you, it'd probably be a, an hour and a half read. I don't know. You gotta, yeah, I was. You got to get mad. Well, that's what I have to do to finish something. I got anger is the only thing that drives me. I got to get so the, mad at myself that I'm such a piece of shit that I can't even finish no, this thing that I said. I'd clean do. your room. Stand up straight with your shoulders back. For me, only meat. (laughs) For me, the thing that finishes is routine. If I have a routine that I go through, it gets written. That makes me angry. Well, routines make me angry. I I can't do it. I mean, I I cannot do it any other way. Uh, But I have to follow that routine to the. John's so angry. He's writing a song now. (laughs) (laughs) He's over with my ukulele. Routines, routines like. Put it on a biscuit. <laughs> I uh, sounds like my style. <laughs> what I did was almost every song mentions biscuits. I, yeah. <laughs> I was at, I was at a point where I was had to write. I didn't even have a computer. I didn't have a word processor, so I was having to write longhand. And I actually started to like it again because I was writing a uh, a Superman story where he crashed in West Virginia. It was called The Lamp, which is it's a good idea. You know, I actually I think I read that one. I really liked it. Yeah. It was yeah, it was not bad. I liked also your um, he rewrote the battle between Obi Wan and Darth Maul. Right? No, it was uh, I actually wrote a battle between Darth Maul and Darth Vader. Yeah, that I like that a lot too. Well, thank you. It was it was pretty good. Um, and white boy. <laughs> what I did with the Superman book is I would write one page every day, no more, no less. And once I reached that page, if I, even if I had, still had something in the tank, I closed the book and walked away. I was like, I'll just, I have my page for tomorrow up here. And that just continued it, you know, to keep it going. I had, I wrote it for two months, so I had 60 good pages. And it was really taking shape. You still have those 60. Did you lose it? No, actually, I let uh, my friend read it and I lost it. So. But there's rewriting. I could write it, I could write it again. Uh, every writer I've ever heard talk, they say writing is rewriting. Absolutely. So, well, and then you have you know, Stephen King. One of his best books was on writing. How many times do you think he poured through that motherfucker before he decided to put it out? I don't think once. Stephen King. <laughs> probably, at <laughs> this point, probably not. I mean, the guy. He's come to a point where he's like, "I'm Stephen fucking King." Not this, only are we anti pedophilia, but at least one person on this show is anti Stephen King. I love Stephen King. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like the movies, like Shawshank Redemption. It. I watched it again the based other day. on his book. Tremendous. Don't like it. It's great. I've never, I've never finished a Stephen King book. I finished 
My favorite one they made a TV movie out of that was it was actually it's ripe for a Tommy good, Knockers. Tommy Knockers. Oh boy, did I guess that. The Tommy Knockers was fucking neat. The book was so cool because it was not a, it was a horror story, but at the same time, it's a science fiction story. I mean, it's something so basic: a alien ship buried in a woman's backyard, and she digs it up. <laughs> well, I'll be a son of a bitch. And the next day, out there planting yeah. flowers. <laughs> it's it's Peggy. Hill. Look, I'm yeah. I pants wife, what you find back there? <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus. Is that a fuselage? <laughs> um, yeah, and that was, I, as a matter of fact, I think I would like to read that one again because I like that book very much. I've never read it and I never watched the movie. I just remember it was that dog movie. shit. I just remember Tracy the name Lords being was awesome. in it. Tracy Lords, I love Tracy Lords. Not a good you watched any of her porn? Yeah, of course. You ever watch any of her porn porn, though, whenever she was lying about her age? No. Ooh, I haven't either, because that's illegal. <laughs> How old was she when she started? 17. 16 oh. or 17. She knew what she was doing. Yeah. She knew what she looked like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. But she... There was the Tommy Knockers, and then there was a... Uh, Couldn't have got anybody better to play in the movie for about Knockers, huh? This was... <laughs> this was like... Early 90s, like late 80s, early 90s when they made that. And that's before, you know, it was before the Shawshank Redemption. It was before, you know, all the stuff that really made Stephen King take off. There are a few things they need to remake that would be great. A Pet Cemetery movie remade. Oh, are they? I believe so. Well, I would like to see it done properly, and it would be fucking horrifying. Like, it is the... Reading it, that when Gage claws his way out of that fucking and out of that thing, and he's calling him, it is the most terrifying bit of reading I've ever read because it's so fucked up. Like it's. Have you seen nineteen twenty two yet? No, it's a Steve. It's a short story by Stephen King, but they made a movie out of it with the guy that played. The Punisher in the Punisher movie. Tom Jane. Yeah, Thomas Jane. That movie is so fucked up and good. Yeah. And they also did another one with uh, another short story of his about with Carla Gugino in a mm-hmm. negligee the entire time. Oh, that's uh, Gerald's game? It's very good. Yeah. It's very fucked up. Everything's in her head the whole time. It's great. They did, like, t- Netflix did a really good job with uh, two fucking Stephen King movies. Well, I mean, his, his stuff, Stephen King is either... His uh, the best person to work with or the worst because some of his stuff the kernel of an idea is good but in the hands of somebody else who can like cut through some of it like Stanley Kubrick with The Shining the book The Shining is good don't get me wrong I like it but the movie is better than the book the movie is terrifying it is one of the most eerie unsettling I mean it is so fucking unsettling and it's meant to be that way. So it's a like I've gone on. I said a hundred times before. It's a genius bit of filmmaking because the camera angles are odd. You know, it's a lot of long shots where you just you know what I mean. It's just meant to make you feel uncomfortable, and it fucking succeeds in every fashion. And he even purposely cast Shelley Duvall in it because she's so annoying. And he tortured her the entire yeah, time. Yeah, he did. He fucked her up really bad. That's a bad thing. I, I feel really bad for her. Uh, he got a good performance out of her. Uh, yeah, he did. And Nicholson basically told Kubrick to go fuck himself. 
And but he did it Scatman Crothers too. Like he really went after Scatman Crothers. And you know that that movie is terrifying. Just the imagery and all that stuff. But they're making. You said there. Didn't you send me something? They're making a movie out of Doctor Sleep. Yes. That's going to be tough. I, I, I don't because it's it's people are not going to like it because Doctor Sleep and The Shining are so different. The it's Shining, Tommy, right? Huh? Uh, the the son, who, Danny, Danny. Yeah, yeah. It's Danny's grown up and he became he became an alcoholic and a drug addict because he couldn't deal with The Shining. And then there's these monsters roaming around and they're wanting to prey on this little girl and they start communicating. And it's a, it's a it's a good book. I like Doctor Sleep a lot. But I just don't know how it's going to be. Is it one of those big thousand page books? No, it's Doctor Sleep is relatively short. I'd say it's about five hundred pages. What they need to do, what like what they did with eleven twenty two sixty three, is they made a nice eight that episode was, series. See, out of it. how it come I tremendous. keep forgetting that? It was fucking great. We sat here and watched every fucking episode. Yeah, every week it would come out. You come over. It was just like an eight episode series. It was tremendous. Had fucking old uh, James Franco, Franco in it. Hey, did you see that? No. I'm, do you I'm know not- the Do you know the premise? No. Guy goes back in time. He There's a portal in this diner in this little town he's in. He goes back and is trying to stop the Kennedy assassination. It's great. Why would you want to do that? Because. That's what you find out. Stephen King wrote that book because he was of the opinion, as most of the kids who grew up that generation are, that that is when America really went bad, is when John F. Kennedy was shot. And, and I, you know, i got to be honest, don't really disagree with him. I think that we'll never know, really. We won't, but I do believe that we lost our innocence and it crushed us. The fact that uh, right after that was when Vietnam hit, you know, all those no, things. No, no, Kennedy started Vietnam. Kennedy wanted to get out of Vietnam. Yes, he, he started, started he it. He started it, but he then he wanted to get out of it. He's like, yeah, we can't do this. So he wanted to get out. And he was taking steps to get out. He said, we shouldn't be you here. You know what brought us out of Vietnam? Lyndon Johnson Nixon Well Oh <laughs> Take that lip tards <laughs> Yeah but he did all kinds of other Terrible yeah, things But he wasn't that He's a I'm, piece of on drugs I don't know I mean compared to the other You know, you know what made Nixon hated So hated What War on drugs The way he looks That doesn't help That's fair That's what, what, the, same reason, the, same re- the same reason That Obama is so popular The way he looks The way he looks Well I mean Let's, let's face it You know Those debates <laughs> Between Kennedy and Nixon, the Simpsons made fun of it, but it's true. And he said, "He said, President Kennedy, would you like to answer this question? If I could, Helen, I'd like to respond to that question with another flip remark." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, well, those were the first. <laughs> those were the first televised debates." Yeah, and Kennedy owned them because yeah. Kennedy was okay. He, he was did, he not a better. De- he was not a better debater. That's the, he probably didn't even have any actual ideas. But he was no. Just Kennedy had ideas. Better looking. Women were allowed to vote, so that's what we got. Kennedy. I've read a lot of stuff about him. Kennedy was this. He had this just charisma and this force of personality, and he was also part of this thing where the Irish mafia. Well. <laughs> And the Italians, because the thing that a lot of people don't understand is that Kennedy is the first immigrant president. Because we're all immigrants, bro. Well, I'm saying the first open borders, bro. <laughs> the Irish were still seen even even into the 60s as an immigrant population. And um, he's the one that basically turned it to the fact that they're not immigrants anymore. 
now they're part of the American patchwork. Even though the Irish had been here since the beginning, and they, you know, so many presidents have Irish last names. You know, America's an Irish country. And, um, but that group of Irish were still seen as immigrants. So other immigrants liked him, Italians, you know, as much as the, the Italians hated the Irish and the Irish hated the Italians. When it came to Kennedy, for some reason, man, the Italians loved Kennedy. They'd high five and everything. <laughs> Just, you know, he, he was the exception to that, you know, so. I just, you know, it's a very complex thing. My favorite thing this week is the gin blossoms. Friends. Oh, goddamn ad right Chips. before it, you pieces of shit. You goddamn pieces of shit. I swear to God, I'm going to stop using YouTube. No, you're not. No, true. No. <laughs> Although, almost worth it to, to get YouTube red just because there's no ads, right, at all, ever. Yeah, I got into a Gin Blossoms kick. Yeah, right before Almost directly here, before <laughs> we started the show. I just love the goddamn guys. What do you need? I like them. Need some paper? Go ahead. Take it. Take the whole thing. Take it all. It's like the Gin Blossoms. There's a formula. They uh, loud, quiet, loud. We're going to sing songs about however many girls this guy fucked. Sounds like, a, it sounds like a song that would be on Friends. Tremendously. Sounds like it could be. Probably was on Friends. Yeah. He, this guy probably wrote for Friends. He's wearing, what was the name of the group that did the the Rembrandts? Oh, yeah. They did the, the most hated theme song of all time. Uh, uh, Garbage. Uh, John's writing something down. He's the, I told you he was writing a song. <laughs> <laughs> he got so angry they started writing a song. I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> He's over there writing tablature out. <laughs> Is this something I should read out loud? No, it's it's so you can pull it up whenever you're at your leisure. That's my favorite thing. Oh, okay. I'll pull that up right now. But yeah, Jim Blossom. I, I like I've, I did try to do a deep dive one time into their deep cuts, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same formula. But I told you earlier, there's a reason why hit songs are hit songs. Yeah, and there's success some success for this song. This is one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, found out about you till I hear it from you. Other songs that have you in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a great formula. I use a great, it, almost would, everybody uses that formula. The I would like to see a, like that they do with the eighties hair metal. I would like to see they they've never really coined a. a have they really coined a phrase or a or a genre for what that actually is? What eighties hair metal? No, nineties whatever that is. That's I mean, you would. I know it's alternative, but alternative it, pop rock. It's pop rock as well. I know, it but it's, there's no buzzy like you know. I don't know. Nineties alternative. That's, that's. I mean, most yeah. of the time when I hear this song. On the radio, it's on Lithium, which is the 90s alternative station, or on the Pop Rock station, Yeah, which plays everything Pop Rock. I was thinking a, a, a lineup that include that would include the Gin Blossoms, uh, Dishwalla. Dishwalla, uh, fucking, uh, uh, who's the one? Um, Kevin Crows. wants to feel this For, way. Toad Wet Sprocket. Toad. Four non-blondes. That Four non-blondes. I don't know. That was that one's I think it does. This is John's favorite thing this week. So important. He had. He can't even speak the name. It's a great song. Great video. I'll, I'll watch this. I'll, I'll put this video on YouTube and and play it on repeat. Sometimes for days. 
no, and listen and listen to nothing but this. Do you think they got George Harrison to play the sitar? Because he and George Harrison are her buddies. I don't know. Probably not. I doubt. I just had an effect. I doubt George Harrison's really that great on the sitar. Oh no! They probably got someone way better. You know, I mean, you. I mean, well, he's not even a great guitar. I mean, he's he's great, but he's not a studio. Right. Yeah, he's not a. He's yeah. he's on a different level from somebody that is a studio musician. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, there's a couple songs in the Beatles catalog that he played sitar on. And it's not tremendous sitar playing. Well, yeah. But it's pretty good sitar playing for a white well, man. It's, and it's tremendous <laughs> for what it, it is. Fit, it fit perfectly into that Ravi Shankar. But, but yeah, yeah. But, but, but sitar players, he's not a Renet, you know, oh, amongst yeah, he's other not, he's, sitar players. He's, he's, not, he's not the Eddie Van Halen of He's sitar. not a Joe Satriani <laughs> sitar player. <laughs> you think there's a guy in India somewhere just getting all kinds of snatch because of his amazing sitars, sitaring? Why wouldn't there be? There's got to be. I mean, there's so many people there. <laughs> there's, there's people in India get, There's people getting getting. There's somebody in India right now Who's getting all kinds of snatch Just because he's Indoor plumbing like, yeah, hey! Just because he's good at doing handstands <laughs> Or something This is a tremendous song Over a billion How many billion people are in India? In India? I think there's like 1.7 billion Yeah Yeah, well, that's a lot that's, That is And uh, like 700 languages That's nine times more people Than in the whole United States I'm exaggerating about the amount of languages, but there are a lot of languages. I have languages. no idea how many languages. There's like, I was going to say three. I, my, a friend of mine, a girl, she's married to uh, an Indian guy. His last name's Patel. And of course it yeah, is. Yeah, and that's it. And we got into that. It's like, is that like Smith? She's like, well, is no, Gwen. Yes, but. Gwen? It, is it N G U Y E N? I think, no, I think that's uh, some sort of Asian. Yeah, it is. It's that's Vietnamese. When? Yeah, I think it's pronounced when. Yeah, I think that's Vietnamese. But um, she said it's it's a uh, it's an it's an area of India too, and they're all named Patel from there. She's like it's kind of com- complicated too. He said they're not all related, but they are. Like, have you ever met um, a South American person? I had a friend. His name's Juan Salvador. I guess we're still friends. Haven't seen him in ten years. But I don't He might not like me anymore I don't know <laughs> <laughs> He's from uh, Ecuador And uh, One time he told me his actual Name And like they Their government names down there Are, uh, are Everybody who's ever been in their family's Fucking last name mm-hmm. At least that's what it seemed like to me He could probably explain it better being from that culture But uh Names are weird. They are weird. I mean, we just keep one. Well, you have the Irish names are O means of of something. Like you're of Hulahan. Well, like the original the the traditional Keenan name, which has been anglicized. Uh, I think even before we got here, is uh, Okayanane. And oh, that is so much cooler. Well, it really kind of is, <laughs> and uh, it means of Kyanane. Like, there's if you if if your name was actually that, I would I wouldn't uh, make fun of you for being so obsessed with Irish stuff. <laughs> I'll change it. Well, I mean, he's got it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, how's he not going to be obsessed with it? The guy walks around eating potato like a hand fruit. <laughs> um, I'm I'm markedly less obsessed with that nowadays. <laughs> it's because we made fun of you so much. No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I went to his house one time and he had a bunch of he had a bunch of money laying around. I was like, I was like, man, you just got a bunch of money laying out on your table. You know, hadn't put his put his dough away. 
and he snuck off and stuck it in, into a uh, like a like a cast iron pot, which is the perfect place for an Irish person to keep their cash. <laughs> I mean, it was like that perfect shape. Was that pot boiling potatoes? <laughs> no, it was, he's saying pot of gold. Oh. <laughs> right beside the Lucky Charms? <laughs> no, but I mean, I've traced, and the odd thing about it is I've traced the, the Kenans are, it's an odd way they came to Ireland because they were, Far, far back. Here, here's the here's the rub or the odd thing. Uh, we are Norse, as in uh, Vikings, who landed in the north of France. That's why you're so stout? Nor- well, no. Well, the Irish people are stout. Huge dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you. Yeah. That's why you have uh, such long flowing locks. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. You're saying all the things I don't have now. <laughs> um, I, I get what you were doing there. It's very good. Um, I'll see you coming next week with the Ric Flair wig. <laughs> It'd be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, I spent most of my day the other day watching Never Call Out Ric Flair over and over. <laughs> uh, but we were Normans who, you know, invaded northern France where Normandy is. But then they, for some reason, went back to uh, Scotland and then came over into Ireland and into northern Ireland where we our family is currently at, where the Keenans are hail from county londonderry is where it's called and then we came to the united states it's i would guess that a lot of families are that way because you know you don't spring from somewhere uh, you well, know, well, where from are you somewhere. where are you going to next mexico <laughs> build that wall <laughs> build that wall canada yeah, build it. that wall build take one it. on canada's border too take it, it. taking umbrage to that this week build a build a wall around uh, at the border of Canada and Alaska, too. Fuck it. Speaking of umbrage. Think of all the jobs it would create. I know. Building all these walls. Yeah. Although, I think it was a, it was a joke um, Carlos Mencia stole from Ari Shafir, but who's going to build it if you don't let Mexicans in? Oh. Oh, no. Oh no. Oh, oh. <laughs> umbridge taker. <laughs> with what do you take umbridge with this week? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I told you not to use the life, boy. <laughs> A can of Simon Eyes. Um, I take umbridge with myself this week. Because a good place to start. Uh, well, I, I started a let new, the anger consume. I started a new you. Facebook. I saw that, and one of the reasons I started that is because I wanted to. Uh, what John said kind of got in my. Uh, why should I exile myself from something? But then I don't use it really. I mean, I, I get on there and I haven't posted any pictures. I haven't done anything. And but then I commented on a political thing and I said I would never get involved with that again because it consumes me. And then after I did, this woman got on there and she was asking for it. And I just let it go. I was like, you know, I apologize, whatever. She said, she spelled soul, S-O-L-E. Maybe she's talking about shoes, man. No, she, she meant it to be, she said, it's, it must be awful to have all that hatred in you. You must be a miserable soul. It's like, yeah, but 
But then she spelled soul, S-O-L-E. I said, well, my feet do kind of hurt. <laughs> That's perfect. That's what I would say. Yeah. Good job. But then she said, well, yeah, perfect. And she went off. And But actually, turns out I kind of know her. And I, and, um, and I wasn't afraid of offending her, but I just didn't want to get involved with it. I didn't want to be bothered with it. I was like, you know what? I'm sorry. I don't care. And then I just kind of tuned out. And I've now made two comments about Donald Trump, I've kind of discussed it with myself and dig with myself because I feel like I'm have gotten weak after being off there. Or, you know, that fire to argue is gone. I don't want to argue about shit anymore. Well, there's no reason to. You don't have to. It's a, I mean, I yeah, just block. Uh, snooze is your friend. Yeah. Unfollow is your friend. Well, I have a cousin. Just, just and we discussed this. Just get just. Just, just don't let that stuff into your consciousness if it, if it, if it disrupts your peace. There is something to be said for living in an echo chamber. It's, it's not all bad. It's not an echo chamber I'm wanting to live in. It's just I want, I just want serenity. I want peace. Serenity now. <laughs> serenity now. Almost everything. Ninety percent of the things that I absorb on Facebook, as far as time spent reading it and looking at it, are just like articles. Things that I'm interested in. That's fair. It's just like my news feed, and then there's also friends, you know, saying things on there that I mostly just scroll through. I read them and scroll through. But there are people I should block. I've already blocked one, but not blocked, but you know, just unfollowed. Un- unfollowed. One of them is 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 a cousin, and he posted something in in other context. It would have been funny. I know it's something that we would have posted, but we would have posted it. Intent is everything. With like a pithy comment. We know why we would post it. It's got Hulk Hogan going to do a leg drop on that little girl that's crying and said, welcome to America, brother. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, but you got to have a good comment to go with it. Well, it's not. It, it's the intent behind it, too. We would have done it because we know how ridiculous that is. He did it because Hulk Hogan can barely do a leg drop he, anymore. No, but he did it because he's basically <laughs> saying, fuck that kid and fuck all those immigrant kids. That's what he's doing it for. And I wanted to call him out on it and say, fuck you. You should be fucking ashamed of yourself. And I really had to fight to keep from doing that. Well, you don't, you don't, know, you don't know his intentions, though, really, right? Yeah. What was his comment attached to it? Or there is no one? comment attached oh. to it. He, 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 put just an, he, it out there he put an like LOL on it. And if you would see the shit that he keeps posting, he, loves, he, he just loves being an asshole. It's, he gets off on it, being a prick. And, and, and just being a, a really... Heartless human being I, I just That's the That's the section of the Trump uh, You know The MAGA The MAGA crowd Yes they're just They're awful people A lot of them are just Terrible people They have no uh, Compassion They have no heart They Yet they're somehow Christians still So they pay service To something They pay lip service To something And basically just Say and flip it off At the same fucking time Like yeah I'm doing this Because if I've said this before If sacrificing Goats To a copper bowl And slitting their throat Was the thing you're supposed to do They would do that Because they have nothing They they have no You know Stake in it Other than Trying to do What you're supposed to do You know They have no Personal conviction They have no uh, Commitment This is a good umbrage <laughs> They have no commitment to it And that is the part that really just fucking nauseates me. I cannot stand it. And I really wanted to call him out on it. As much as I love him, be like, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. Well, but here's here's your here's your uh 
your mistake, Chuck, is is that you have a little bit of an addiction, I would say, to recreational outrage. I would say it more than a little. <laughs> well, that's what it, I'm saying. It's, it's, it's gotten better. <laughs> yeah. If you listen to the early episodes. Uh, no, it, I did. Yeah. But, but, but what I'm saying is, you know. Yeah, it was bad. So, I mean. That's why we started Favorite Things. <laughs> I, I, is I, there I, anything you do like? I was like <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I've, I've said, come out and said, you know, what I said about Facebook, how it can be a positive tool. Doesn't mean everybody should be on there. And I don't right. know what the answer is for you. But um, here's yeah. an answer. Instagram. It's almost all positive. It's hey, look that's, at my dinner. Hey, look at this sunset. That's true. Yeah, people I like mean, that. Shit. I, I mean, yeah, that was only, nice. and I, I'm not getting rid of this Facebook now. I, I started an Instagram. I was like, oh, this is completely different. Even though it's owned by the same company, it's a whole lot less grandstanding and political right. crap. It's just look at this. Well, it's fun, definitely fun grandstanding. I, I just see all the yeah. Trump douchebags on there posting shit about stuff they don't understand, or you know, it's grandstanding. Standing on graham crackers. Well, Instagram. <laughs> Graham standing. Oh, yeah. I'm going to write that down. That could be a, a sleeper for the last Very time. clever. <laughs> That's a dark horse right there. Very clever. <laughs> Very clever. How's that working out for you? What? Being, Being clever. clever. <laughs> Fight Club. That's but, one uh, movie that was better than the book as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I pretty much I pretty much just use Facebook. Ford. I know I've, I've caught a lot of shit on Facebook. People say I'm angry and all this shit. I was like, I don't feel angry when I'm I'm laughing. Well, they're not. They how, don't. How, I think they don't know you as well. They as don't understand. <laughs> yeah, they don't understand the tongue in cheek. I don't know what what it is, but for some reason, I just rub people the wrong way. But it's like forty <laughs> percent of what I post or, or more is just jokes, just straight up jokes, and then you know maybe maybe another forty percent is like just information that's totally neutral. That I think is interesting, like oh check, check out this thing about farming or whatever the fuck it is, um, and then maybe twenty percent of it is adversarial or or political or like look at all this fucking bombing that's happening that no one's talking about or something like that. Right. Yeah. It's the ratios or something like that. I don't know what they are. I don't care. But um, I know it's just very interesting to see uh, to just see what gets the likes and what doesn't, mm-hmm. and um. I don't know. It's it's I know it's all like. just I'm to the point now it's back to what I was saying earlier. I don't I don't need anyone else's approval at this point in my life. So it's just it to me it's all fucking icing on a Well what I you know what I should do with it blue cake. is what I was doing to begin with. I should just start posting writing. That's what I should start doing. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I am going to say something that I'm completely wrong about because I do the exact opposite. Why well, give away what you're writing for free whenever I put every th- every bit of every yeah. song I write up for free? So shut the fuck up, me. Do whatever you want. I'm, I'm well, the job reason I'm is, is because from. I'm just going to do it for the love. It's because you you have to start somewhere and you don't have any income from any income streams from your writing or right. or from your comedy or whatever it is. That's why we give it away for free. If we got 10 million followers and suddenly realize, holy shit, I could monetize this. That's when the gears shift and you start not start giving doing, uh, prom- um, promoted uh, tweets and promoted Instagram. You start charging for shit. That's the way capitalism works. You don't, you don't sell. I just wish I was a hot chick with a big ass. Cause they, they make you, money like gangbusters. You can't on charge people for a product that they don't fucking want. Ask me how I know. <laughs> I know how you know. I've tried and failed so many times I can't even count. You don't fail till you stop trying. You guys got anything else you want to run your mouths about, or you can we call this a call this an episode? Episode. I think it was a sode. We're gonna make it. Yeah, make it short and sweet. Yeah, we don't need to do nine hours like we did last week. We're already. <laughs> we're almost at two now. This will be fine. Yeah, I gotta go home and get some snooze. 
What song you guys want to go out on? Um, um, Let John pick this time. I can't remember the name of the artist. It's from the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. It's uh, If You Don't Love Me, I'll Kill Myself. Mm-hmm. We got a little play of that last week, but I want more. I've been listening. That's my other favorite thing for the week. That song. It's a, it's three chords. It's fucking great. It's Pete Droge, right? Yeah, he wrote some great songs. That guy. And that's the. And you were talking about the formula that there's a thing that makes a song classic, and this song has yeah. it to me. Pete Droge, he wrote. Uh, if you ever watched Almost Famous, there's just a scene where he finally gets to the uh, William uh, finally gets to the hotel, and they're just walking through, and there's just two people. One one Pete Droge is dressed. He looks like. Uh, Steve Ray Vaughan, and there's a woman singing with it, and they're just singing a song. You just hear three seconds of it, and then you they keep walking down the hall. But it's on the soundtrack. It's a tremendous song called Small Time Blues. Yeah, but this is Pete Drudge. If you don't let me, I'll kill myself. Thank you for listening. Fuck you. Suck my ass. Episode 166 in the books. Over and out. Fuckheads. Yeah.